If you're curious to engage with a lot of the topics we explore on the podcast in more creative and embodied ways, we welcome you to join us in Alchemize, our 10-week audio-based program of daily imagination practices intended to disrupt status quo ways of thinking, sensing, relating, and being. To be honest, without any grant support for our show right now, and we did just get turned down by several mainstream environmentalism philanthropies, this program and our Patreon are our primary means of supporting our labor for these free podcasts right now. We really want to remain untethered to corporate interests, and every small contribution to our Patreon or enrollment in our program Alchemize helps to ensure that we can continue producing these vital conversations that feature voices and perspectives often sidelined from mainstream media. So if you value our work and want to dive deeper with us, join us in Alchemize today at greendreamer.com slash alchemize and join our Patreon starting at just $3 at patreon.com slash greendreamer. Thank you so, so much for however you were able to support our work during these critical times. We are so deeply grateful. Hey, it's Kamea Shane, and this is Green Dreamer, a podcast for creatives, visionaries, and entrepreneurs dreaming of a sustainable future. Thank you for bringing your light. If you haven't already, make sure to hit subscribe, and together, let's learn what it takes to thrive in every sense of the word. Hey, welcome back to Bloom Tuesday. In honor of World Environment Day, which is June 5th, that's Tuesday. So if you're listening to this the day that um, this episode launches, then yes, it is today. World Environment Day this year is themed beat plastic pollution. You might have already seen. So today I'm going to share with you some words of wisdom from five green dreamers doing amazing things for sustainability in their own ways in terms of how we can help to fight plastic pollution. So specifically, we're going to hear, number one, statistics about plastic that shocked these green dreamers. Number two, simple tips on what we can do to help fight plastic pollution as individuals. And number three, just general guidance on how to go about reducing waste. I'm going to tell you briefly who they are before we get to their tips. And you'll also be able to find links to their work and social media in the show notes at greendreamer.com slash 15. So our five featured green dreamers, these people inspire me so much. We have Amber Boyers, who's the founder of Baia. Uh, that's spelled B-A-I-I-A. It's an eco swimwear brand that uses recycled polyester in its swimsuits. They're super cute. You'll have to check them out. Uh, we have Renee Peters, who's a model activist and the blogger behind modelforgreenliving.com. That's four, like the number four. We have Holly Rose, who's an eco-fashion and lifestyle blogger behind leotilovely.com. That's spelled L-E-O-T-I-E lovely.com. Florine Hoffman, the zero-waste blogger behind thewastedblog.com. And Tamara Lim, the founder of Wally Shop, which is an online zero-waste grocery shop where fresh local products are delivered to you in reusable packaging, which are picked up again and again for reuse. Again, you'll be able to connect with all of these people, links to their work in the show notes. But let's dive in. To start, here are some statistics that shocked them to do with plastic pollution. And I know having citations on these numbers are important. So as with other episodes, you can also find references to these numbers in the show notes, greendreamer.com slash 15. So here they are. 
What shocked Amber is that a full 32% of the 78 million tons of plastic packaging produced every year is left to flow into our oceans. Just for us to conceptualize, that's the equivalent of pouring one garbage truck of plastic into the ocean every minute. I mean, that is just a lot. Like, just imagine every single minute, oh, it's getting dumped in. Yeah, we really got to work on this. What shocked Renee is that over 400 million tons of plastic are produced globally each year. It's estimated that one third of all plastic waste ends up in soils or freshwaters, and most of this plastic disintegrates into small particles called microplastics that further break down into nanoparticles, which are less than 0.1 micrometer in size. So a lot of these micro or nanoparticles, they're barely visible to the human eye, and apparently in our ocean, There are like soups of these micro and nanoparticles just like out there. And to keep going, she mentioned in fact, terrestrial microplastic pollution is much higher than marine microplastic pollution, an estimate of four to 23 times more, depending on the environment. So, yeah, I feel like a lot of talk about microplastics so far has been. Regarding our ocean, but if we think about it, all plastic originates from human use, and humans, well, we live on land, so there's got to be more microplastic pollution on land than in the water. So I feel like that's something that probably we need to do more research on as well to see the impacts and to see how bad this really is. When I asked Holly what shocked her, she sent me this YouTube video.、Uh, I'll link to it in the show notes, so be sure to click on it and watch it. I had seen something similar to this before, not this exact one, but it was basically a video of、um, these people were on a boat and there was a sea turtle with something stuck in its nose. They didn't know what it was, so they just took like a tweezer that they had, had on hand and tried to pull it out. The entire video was maybe like five to ten minutes, but it was stuck. Like this thing was stuck in the nose. So it took a long time for them to get it out. But eventually they pulled it out and it was a plastic straw. So on that note, it's been estimated that Americans use 500 million straws daily. And given that most people, unless they have particular medical needs, considering that most people don't need to use Straws to drink our liquids.、Uh, this is a number that is shocking, but also makes us hopeful because it's something that we can easily tackle just by saying no to plastic straws. And even if we did want to use straws, there are already tons of biodegradable options available. So that's something that makes me hopeful in spite of this shocking figure. And for both Florine and Mara, what shocked them is this fact about. Plastic and fish in the ocean. So by 2050, there will be more plastic than fish in the sea if we didn't actively do something about it starting from today. So, yes, all of these things, they're quite alarming. I think it's quite mind boggling how it took us so long to wake up to these issues we've created on such a mass scale. Like, how did we ever think it was a good idea to use non biodegradable materials that stick around for hundreds of years? For items that we only use for seconds or minutes. It's really crazy to think about how I feel like the world is waking up now, but it took us so long to wake up to this. But I do think part of it is just, you know, plastics were invented in 1907. 
So maybe when plastic was invented and started to be used everywhere, we just had no idea that it could be harmful to our health, that it wouldn't readily biodegrade, and that our disposal systems all around the world weren't ready to responsibly handle this material yet. But in any case, now that we know, it's just about further raising awareness by sharing this information with other people and taking action in whatever ways we can. So from our featured Green Dreamers, here are some simple actions that we can take. Amber said, support single-use plastic bans and use your vote to support those in, gov- in government who are trying to enforce the reduction of single-use plastics. This is, I guess, a part of trying to inspire systemic change so that it makes it easier for us to live greener lives without needing to plan or try so hard. And this is actually something that our upcoming guest in the next episode is going to talk about as well. So uh, be on the lookout for us talking about that soon. Florine said a simple, actionable tip would be to just shop at the farmer's market more often. Food there is often cheaper, fresher, more locally sourced, so those are side benefits. For her, at least, she's been able to reduce 80% of her weekly incoming waste just by making it a habit to shop at the farmer's market. Renee said to carry a go kit with you every day, which isn't difficult from my personal experience, that contains five most common and easily avoided single-use plastics. Number one, a reusable water bottle. Number two, a collapsible reusable tote. Number three, if you need a straw, a reusable one. Number four, a bamboo or steel cutlery set. And number five, a reusable coffee mug. So if you get a chance to, you know, stock up on these five reusables and are able to carry this with you everywhere, that can be a huge and simple way to just reduce single-use plastics. Holly reiterated this and said, it's just a simple change of habit. So it might take seven to 10 times before using reusables becomes a natural part of your existence. So go easy on yourself and, you know, make one switch at a time. Once you get the hang of it, it becomes effortless. So I think this is huge um, when people suddenly are aware of all the plastics that we create in our lives. It can be easy to want to be a purist about it and be super perfectionist about it. But it takes time to really instill these habits one at a time. So don't get frustrated. Just as Holly said, take it one switch at a time. And finally, general advice on reducing plastic waste. Amber said it's all about organization and planning ahead. And it really comes down to organizing your day efficiently, thinking ahead, you know, planning to make sure that you have your reusables, stocking your car with grocery bags. And, you know, for her, she also keeps her water bottle always clean and full so she can avoid buying plastic water bottles. For Renee, she emphasized that it's important to understand, you know, depending on where you live, what's accessible to you, how much time you have, it can be more or less difficult for you compared to somebody else to go completely zero waste. And she wrote an amazing article on this after having tried to be zero waste for a whole month. So I'll link to it in the show notes so you can have a read of her article yourself. But just same thing, don't go too hard on yourself. Don't be a perfectionist about it. And if you're finding it really difficult to reduce plastic waste, that's not your fault. And Renee also said this in the article that, you know, extended producer responsibility, that is something that we can push for as part of systemic change to then make it easier for us to live more sustainably. Holly said, try out a zero waste challenge. So that's what Renee did. And clearly she learned a lot of things from having tried out a zero waste challenge. 
Um, but yeah, Holly said to try it out for a day, a month, or a year. It's a great way to just become conscious of the waste that we produce, and then we can pick out what the easiest things are that we can swap out first. Holly created a video with her top 10 sustainable swaps to help you reduce your waste, and again, link to the video that she made in the show notes. Florine said, "One habit at a time." From her experience, trying to cut out all waste at once is a recipe for failure and just leads to frustration. Which leads to Tamara's final words of wisdom. She said, "The journey of reducing plastic and waste is sort of like yoga. It's important to be mindful towards your feelings and accept where you are in the journey. It's much better to be sustainable about the journey by going at it in your own pace, adapting different techniques to reduce plastic usage to your way of life." I love that so much. It's really about awareness and mindfulness of where we're at, being okay with it. And while at the same time trying to move forward at a pace that we're each comfortable with. So to sum all of this up, I'd say yes, we have very serious plastic pollution problems that we need to address because it's really not healthy for humans, for our Earth. But that we can easily help to address plastic pollution. Through both pushing for big change, pushing for systemic change that can make it easier for us to live with less plastic waste, and also being more mindful of the single-use plastics that we're currently producing within our own lives, and to go about it like we do yoga, you know, be mindful and aware first of all, just accept where we are without feeling like needing to be already there. But at the same time, still working to improve at our own pace, one step at a time. But there, that is a wrap for this episode. Again, you can find links, resources to everything we mentioned in this episode on greendreamer.com/slash15. Also, links to our featured Green Dreamers' work and their social media. They're all doing amazing things, so make sure to follow them and continually learn from them. And yeah, as always, you can find me at Kamea Shane on Instagram, Twitter, and email me at hello at greendreamer.com. If you have any topic suggestions you want me to go over in these Bloom Tuesday episodes, or just any feedback to help me continually improve the show for you,、uh, please get in touch. I love hearing from you, so thank you if you get to do that. And yeah, as always, just remember: now more than ever, our planet needs your light to thrive. So if you haven't yet, make sure to hit subscribe and Green Dreamer. I will catch you later.